Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome to the Deadass Podcast. Here we go. Well, dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to share in another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast, and I've got a really special guest on today, uh, Zayden Bryant. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited about today. <laughs> oh, mate. It's been a bit between drinks, and I'm excited to have a beer with you again, <laughs> yeah, so cheers, cheers to that, man. Cheers, brother. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, the last time we actually caught up was at um, the Alpha Blokes live show. Yeah, and, how good was um, that? That wasn't that a ripper, right? Absolutely. For their first show too, you know. Yeah, oh. Kudos to them for the way and, that they put it on. And the and the blokes that attended, like, you know, you, you picture 400 people yeah. in an environment drinking heaps of piss. Like, there was no dramas at all. <laughs> like, it was just, like, the atmosphere was good from, like, the very start. Yeah. And the atmosphere was good till the very end. Like it was just good blokes, good community, good everything. So it good on to everybody involved. Yeah, and it was. It was a fantastic night. And shout out to them for putting that on as well because, um, you know, we got to meet a heap of, be- a heap of people there from all from all over the country too. It was, oh. it was bloody unbelievable really. Yeah, oh, yeah, it blew me away, that's yeah. for sure. Um, so since then, um, you know, I've had the, the 
podcast started. Um, and once again, shout out to the boys. Uh, they've really given it a good pumping for me. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And we you and I were just sitting there talking, you know, we're catching up before the start of the pod and Tommy sent me a message uh, showing us a picture of the uh, charts and it hit number yeah. 41 on the charts. So. How bloody good, mate. <laughs> well, Congratulations just, once again. Oh, thanks for that, mate. It was unbelievable. I'm still blown away by it, actually. And, oh, you know, mate. shout out to everyone who's been obviously giving it a, a bloody pizzling. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, doing good things, man. Like, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, shout out to the listeners that are yeah. helping you along. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. So, like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> thanks, mate. I. I uh, look. We've got a bit of history, man, and uh, and unfortunately, under the circumstances, you know, it doesn't. It has involved um, <coughs> funeral-related stuff, you know. But um, uh, besides that part, mate, which we will probably get into a bit later on, but um, just you yourself, you know, you're a, you're an absolute legend of a bloke, um, and you have such a great big personality. Um, Easy to get along with, easy to get on the piss with. <laughs> so, you know, it makes sense to have you come on and have a bit of a chat and discuss some of your things. Obviously, you know, you do have your following with TikTok and stuff like that, mate. And, um, but that's not the part that I'm sort of really, I mean, we'll talk about that, but the part I want to get into is before all that and what led that up to who you are today, because it is because of the things that you've done through your life and where you are now is the reason why you have that following from TikTok. It's not just because it just came out of the blue. Like it's because mm. of your personality, who you are, what you do, um, that gets people so interested in watching what watching your videos and stuff like that, mate. So you know, as a part of like, you know, like being in that industry, <laughs> mate, seeing those life stories, people given opportunity to share the eulogies and stuff like that. I, you know, I want to hear what led up to that point. So that's a very good way to put it, I, I guess, yeah. The, I, as soon as you said the eulogy thing, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, telling everybody about their life. And it, it, it's quite funny. Like, I, I, you know, I've been on social media for a while. Yeah, and, yeah, um, Obviously, like, people see everything I've posted. Yes. And what's really funny is I've never really delved into anything before that. Like, obviously, like, there's my lifestyle and everything like that. And, yes. And, you know, that's always remained the same. But I guess sort of pre- Oh, Jesus, I can't even remember how long I've been on social media for. Um, I guess, <laughs> you know, pre two, three years ago, yeah. um, I was pretty much a hermit on the old social media yeah, front. Course, like yeah. I, I had the old Facebook like every bloke yeah, and, uh, you know, the occasional Snapchat. But um, I guess a little bit of background on me and I'll share it with anybody who's interested to listen. But um, sort of grew up in a little beach town called Keppel Sands, which is about uh, uh, southeast of Rockhampton, sort of 40 – 40-odd k's away along the Emu it's Park Road. It's a beautiful spot too, I must I must uh, mention. Yeah. So, like, it, it was a bloody good place to grow up. And, um, you know, maybe I didn't appreciate it as a kid as much as I do now. But uh, the, the parents moved there in the year 2000. No, 2001. And uh, sort of started a life up here. Like, um, my mother was studying and so was my father. And, you know, prior to that in when they were in Brizzy, like dad was working three jobs and mum was studying full time and like I'm, I'm one of six kids. Like, wow, yeah. you know, like there was, a, there was a lot of effort that, that went in, that was involved in moving a family up the coast and sort of essentially starting a new life. Of course. Um, <clears throat> like, but as a kid, like it was probably the best, best thing that my parents could have ever done to sort of put me, uh, allow me to have the interests I have now. So like, 
the 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 town isn't very big. It's probably got two thousand people in it. I think yes. it's got seven streets. Yeah, like it, it's tiny, <laughs> but it's a it's a beach town. Everybody likes fishing. Everybody likes exploring. So, you know, we 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 definitely weren't the richest people in the world by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, you know, like the the slow cooker was a staple in our household. Yes, of course. But as a kid, like, it allowed me to go find my own fun. So it yes. might be like, you know, every day I was down the beach and exploring and climbing all the fucking hills that we used to call mountains. Now they're a fucking hill. <laughs> yeah. But at the time they seemed like Mount Everest. Like, you're going up there and you're exploring little caves and you're seeing rock art, you know. You're, you're trying to make hand spears out of bamboo. So, like, what we used to do is, like, grab a grab a piece of bamboo. You'd split it a few times put um, smaller bits of bamboo in there and flay out the ends of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah get sure. some coconut husk and wrap it around and yep. then sharpen the edges. Oh, and wow. And like try and hand spear fish with it, which was like no kid in Brisbane learns to do that really unless, you know, their, their parents are actively involved in it. But it was yeah. all just stuff we discovered. Like my father would have got the absolute shits, I'm sure, with like he'd come <laughs> back and he's like, oh, all my fucking tools are everywhere and all my shits everywhere and, you know. What's this fucking idiot doing now? But part of every child, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to part do to of their parents, exactly. Their part father. of part yeah. of every childhood, and like a, a big thing of like, you know, if you're growing up on a budget, like, and you live at the beach, yeah. then there's a there's a veritable smorgasbord of food that is you know there if you can get it. So like we used to drag the dragnet, um, yeah, down the beach all the time. And anybody who's not a, not familiar with a dragnet, it's essentially a, a 25 foot long bait net with about an eight foot drop on it or a 12-foot drop, depending on the net, and two people walk out in the water and drag it across. Yeah, sure. So we used to do that pretty prolifically and um, sometimes in the middle of the night and, you know, it sort of got got me out of my fear of stingrays and sharks and all that sort of stuff, like when you're wading neck deep in water at two in the morning. like I'm not going to lie, mate, I would be shit in my pants. <laughs> well, as you know, like oh, that was sort of in my teen years that I was doing it in the, at two in the morning, but it's sort of, you know, I didn't really think about it. And... Uh, <clears throat> You'd think, why isn't dad out on the deep end? Well, my dad doesn't know how to swim. He actually does now. <laughs> does he? Yeah, wow. I actually taught my dad how to swim. True shit, really. Yeah, so wow, I did I did a lot of lifesaving as a kid. So oh, okay. um, yep. essentially grew up at the beach and doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and there's right. no lifeguards down there. And uh, my parents enrolled me in doing lifesaving. Yeah, sure. Um, I think I just wanted to do it. I actually can't remember how that all came about. But yeah. anyway... As part of the lifesaving, um, I went all the way through to a bronze cross, which is sort of like a couple of levels in, and uh, oh, sorry, and on a water merit. Can't do that now. I'm just a fat cunt, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to get a bronze star, mate. Like I'd drown. But the 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 good part was I was able to bully my father into coming and doing his bronze uh, star, which uh, is like the entry okay. level one. Yeah. So it was pretty pretty good because yeah. I used to call Dad's swimming manoeuvre the spastic dog paddle because uh, he he would if he fell into water he would go into survival mode. Yes. But anyway, we were able to teach Dad how to swim, which is sort of the reverse turn of events. Yeah, but, it is. You, know, you, only, you don't normally hear that. Do you? No, absolutely right. not. And um, like th- those were sort of the that why I was out on the deep end, and yeah, it sort of sure. helped me now because I I couldn't give two shits walking out yeah. of the water in the middle yeah. of the night like. I know what's in there. I know. I know what the likelihood of me getting done is. Like I, I can perfectly understand if people don't like stingrays and sharks and sea yeah. snakes and jellyfish. And I have been stung by jellyfish. Far like it's, out, yeah. You know, I got done right across the chest and nipples no. by a hair jellyfish. And oh that one no! Hurt like, fuck. That would have sucked. Yeah. But um, like it, it was sort of like a good foundation for me having the want of adventure. Yeah. Like sure. you, you know, you're going crabbing and you're walking down the mud flats and you know it's a, it's a safe community in the sense of like. 
you know, your parents would have to go hunting for you because they couldn't work out where you were at like seven o'clock at night. Like you leave the house at seven in the morning when your friend knocked on your window and you run upstairs and you're like, right, mum, see you, see you later, bye. Yeah. You punch out the front door and then you don't come back until the fucking sun's down. Like, you, you know, you somehow got yourself fed and all that sort of stuff and come back and no, it was just good. And um, <coughs> I guess being that because we were in a remote beach community and not like overly remote, yes. but like my, my father and mother worked in Rockhampton. My mother was a civil servant. My father's been in a, a few industries like sure. um, in the building industry pr- predominantly and yes. um, all sorts of stuff. So um, they were both working in Rockhampton and uh, they were looking for a, an, a, for a way for us to do extracurricular activities. Yes. So like as a young bloke, what did I want to do? I wanted to play football and I wanted to yeah. do anything that was involved after school. Yes. Usually all that sort of stuff happens at like four o'clock in the afternoon or Saturday mornings. And, you know, my parents working full time, they just – It's hard and they can't – It's hard and they can't, it, it and they can't yeah. do it. So uh, basically on a shoestring budget, uh, my parents sent myself and my sister to boarding school. Yeah. So my elder sister, Brooke, who yes. you've met, yes. she was sort of coming yep. towards – the end of her schooling as we moved to the beach, she, like um, there's a bit of an age gap between myself and my um, other siblings. Yeah, sure. Um, but sort of like because there was a, the entire duration of our high school would have to be done while mum and dad were working full time, they put us in boarding school. Yeah. So I actually uh, went to St Brendan's for four years. Yeah. And it, it allowed me to do like I was a full-time boarder. Um, and it allowed me to do the things like football and water polo and fucking every other all the things in it, every other thing imaginable. Yep. You know, you know the parents know you got three hots and a cot. The footy training's going to get attended. You know, you can do all the things that you want to do. Yeah, and it, it was great for that. I wish I was better at footy, but you know, <laughs> it's just <laughs> the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, there was I, I just I just reckon the talent pool was a bit rich for me. Like I just had. Well, some... I think Brendan's always, have always had that talent rich pool anyway, haven't they? Really? Oh yeah, I, I was the like, talent even... pool was a bit rich at every football team I played on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just a matter of. That. I think you're just... selling yourself a bit short there, brother. There was just too many people that were bloody good at it. I think was a problem. Um, but it, you know, it, it was good. Um, I, was, I sort of – it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, though. Like yeah, I, was, okay. I was a bit of a bit of a kind of a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it stemmed from. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe uh, was hanging around with, uh, you know, the, or not hanging around with the wrong people necessarily, but sort of couldn't quite work out what my image wanted to be. I, I never yeah, really sure. fit in with a certain crowd. I never really fit in with – a certain demographic of people. Yeah. Um, I've always been a social butterfly. I always have liked people and all that sort of stuff. But I guess I just didn't quite work out who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be portrayed. And I don't think I really cared either. And I, I you know, I was just, you know, you'd get into fights and you'd, um, you know, you'd sneak off and get caught smoking at school and fucking smoking weed and doing all that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah, and just, of just being a general rat bag. And I know it made my father want to pull his. Well, he doesn't have any hair, but it made him want to pull the remainder out. <laughs> and, you know, but mother bless her, she's a, a hell of a lady. Like she's yeah. never – my mother is never um, sort of given up on anything. Yes, you know, okay. she's, yep. she's always been like a really supportive person. It was like – I think the turning point for me was I'd, I'd gotten booted out of boarding school or yeah. not booted out, but, you know, it was time to go. Yeah. And um, 
uh, it was at that time that my mother sort of asked me, you know, uh, have I raised a thug? And it, it's sort of like, um, like that. It was sort of like that sort of moment where your mother's, yeah, like okay. really dropped that on you. Yeah, and, oh, so, like, and then you get a bit of a sense of realism out of it. Or was yeah, it a like, little bit of realism. Like it, it, that wasn't the fucking change. Yeah, this, yeah. It's, this isn't a story of like I made this great transformation. No, no, I, was no, still, no, no. I was still a kind of a kid, <laughs> but it was sort of yeah, like, that, like that's the moment that I'll. I'll you remember. I won't forget. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And like, you know, the first two weeks of the new school I went to, I got fucking suspended anyway. Yeah, sure. And um, my father, being at this stage that I'd gone to yeah. the mayor's and it was a day school. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, my father was like, don't think you're going home to hang out, mate. You're coming to work. And um, he actually, yeah he, um, yeah, he put me on the tools and made me um, redo all the garden beds and redo everything for free at his place of work. <laughs> <laughs> And like put me to work and he's yeah. like and I was like, right, oh, it's three o'clock and he's like, No, no, mate, I finish work at five. Like We're going to five, yeah. Yeah. He's like, if you're gonna keep getting kicked out of school and you're gonna have to learn how to work a full day, aren't you? Like it's a good that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, so he was pretty pretty fucking harsh at that. My father and I have had some moments and I actually fucking rang up on the old carry on line the other day <laughs> to, about a fuck around and find out that I had with my father. <laughs> but um it was it was sort of those moments and like in in high school, like towards the end of it, I, I, I fell into a really good crowd of mates. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Probably that last year of my schooling, I really started to figure out what people I wanted to associate myself with, who I really wanted to hang around. And like, those mates that I made, I still hang out with yeah. every day. I texted yep. two of them this morning. Like, oh, nice. You know, like, yeah, it, yeah. it, so it you... really sort of put me on a path to, yeah. you know, knowing the people I wanted to associate yeah. myself with. And then it sort of, <clears throat> come to the time where, like, what do you do after school? And I, I, I um, like, my father just wanted me to be successful. Yeah, sure. Not successful in a sense of have lots of money or anything like that. They just wanted me to be able to stand on my two feet and, you know, be able to, you know, do life. Like, well, that's success in itself, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I don't know whether that stemmed from the fact, like, my parents are quite a bit older than me, so, sure. like... um. I think my my father was in his forties when he had me. Yeah, sure. Um, so like yep. I'm 29 now. My dad's 73. Yeah, sure. So um, does that math work? So uh, I think that math works. Yeah, so it's, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I don't know whether it was the whole thing of like I'm not going to be here forever to fucking hold your hand, mate. Yeah, like sure. you're going to have to. You're going to have to. You get... know, you're going to have to take your wings and fly. And like he did help me. Like, um, you know, I said, oh, you know, I want to do work placement here. So he made it happen. Yeah. And you know, I want to, I want to try this industry out. And he made it happen, and I did like some um, labouring for some builders while I was still in school, and all that sort of stuff, and got a feel for actually working with my hands. Because up until that point, I was like, do I do what everybody else I think at school is going to do and go yeah. to uni? Yeah, you know, like everybody well, else is talking about it. Well, like, you know, to be honest with you, mate, like I, um, I was much the same in. With you, in the sense of, mate, school wasn't for me. Like it just did not, nah. it did not gel for me, especially in my later years. Like in my earlier years, my teenage, early teenage years, fine. But as soon as I got to the, about that 16, 15, 16, 17 mark, it just didn't work for me. And it's not that, <laughs> it's not that, I'd say I was dumb or anything like that. It's just I couldn't. It didn't, it didn't gel with me. I know exactly what you're getting on about. Like I'm not a, I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get like fantastic grades at school yeah. with a lot of the stuff that I was doing. And I think it was just because the effort wasn't there. Like mm -hmm. it didn't appeal to me. Appeal, that's but, probably the right word to but, put in. 
you know, the, the doing the stuff, like actually, you know, being presented a task yes. and you're actually having to complete it, that appealed to me. And I yes. always loved cars. Like yes. my – so my Uncle Cyril's a, a sheedy mechanic. He's always been around it. Um, and, you know, like my fascinations was like loud noises, Harleys, fast cars. Yeah. Loud cars, you know. We I grew up in the Fast and the Furious era. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, you know, like fucking fast cars yeah, and you know, hot chicky bags. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and um, I guess from there, I sort of applied for a lot of apprenticeships. And this is back when you know there was the this was the you know downturn. Yeah, like oh, there, of course. There was yes, nothing going yes, on. Okay, so, yeah, of course. You know, I, I was faced with a bit of a bit of a dilemma. Yes. Like, um, you want to go do this sort of shit, you're going to have to take what you can fucking get. Yeah, whatever you can get, yeah. And I had the option of a fitter and turner apprenticeship in Rockhampton. Yep. Or I can go over to the other side of Australia and start an apprenticeship as a diesel mechanic. Ah. Yeah. And I was like, Phew. And I, like, I hummed and hard and, like, it was, it was, a, it was a difficult choice oh, for a bloody, been. you know, 16, 17-year-old kid. Like, it's a life-changing choice. Yeah, and so I pulled the, I pulled the, uh, the pin and went, fuck it, let's, let's try it out. And I went over to Perth and uh, what the deal was, I'd do like a couple of months in Perth and then I was yeah. going onto the station in the Northern Territory. Far out. <laughs> so, <laughs> Holy shit. Like um, working six and one in Perth as an apprentice. Like I don't yeah. like get why they did that because there was some teething issues. Like I had a fucking harsh or what? harsh awakening of what the real world Love actually was. Like. You know, you're going in from a fucking rat bag teenager going into a world with men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you know, men yeah. that have mortgages and kids and yeah. fucking, they're not fucking around. They're not right. interested in the fact that your feet hurt because it's the first time you've spent 12 hours on a concrete floor in work boots. <laughs> they don't yeah. give a fuck that no. your hands hurt because, like, you know, your skin's starting to peel because you're actually exposed to hydrocarbons and that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. They don't give a fuck. They've been through that. That's right, like, yeah. Just toughen up your cut yeah. and carry on. <laughs> and, like, you know, it was a lot of, uh, you know, character building. And I thought, fucking hell, you know, right, we're over the hump. You know, we've made yeah. two months going to the station and fucking that's where it began. Oh, <laughs> like, wow, yeah. So 1.6 million acres. Holy shit. In the Tanamoy. Wow. Um, about 280 k's away from phone reception. Holy 20 shit. of us on this station that ran at the time, I think about 36,000 head of cattle. Wow. And uh, I was out there for life skills. How did you go with that? I fucking loved it. Really? Yeah. Good on you. So it was a turning point yeah. and it didn't just happen. It wasn't like the first day yeah, I rocked sure. up and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I had some pretty – Harsh teachers in that environment, really? and yeah, and I think it was like the tough love scenario where like they sort of put some stuff in perspective, and you you got to realise that you know you, you stop being a fucking rat bag and just yeah. you know it's not all fucking rainbows and lollipops. No, it's it's not about me either. Yes. Like you know they're all out there fucking in the yes. middle of nowhere, and none of, of them are talking to their missos. None of them yeah. are talking to their family. Like yeah, they're all going through it. Yeah, they're all going through it. Like we had yeah. a we had a, a computer at the homestead that for like. You know, uh, for a period of time in the night, mm. you could use that, um, you know, to update your family like once a week or, you know, check your bills, pay your bills, all that sort of shit. Yeah, but it well, wasn't like a free-for-all thing. Like, there yeah, was fucking 25 people out yeah. there, one computer. Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know. So, like, the, the big thing was like in the workshop, uh, Bowen, who was my tradesman at the time, actually come out like a month later and he's like, hey, man, there's a phone in the, um, in the maintenance 
Oh, no. And the main and Hoochie for Ring and West Track and stuff like that for parts. And I'm like, he's like, you can use it, just don't use it too much. Otherwise, they'll realise that you're yeah, you yeah, it's someone else. And I was yeah. like, yeah, shit, because like they're running on like sat phones. Yeah, like, of it's course. not. It's yeah, not yeah, like it's a, like, yeah, you can't go have a forty minute yarn. You can go have a five minute yarn. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, people are going to be okay with it. Like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, but it, it, it was probably a good thing for me. Like I had no touch with uh, the outside world. Like mm. I was put in a environment where I was working with, you know, some pretty seasoned fucking ringers and some pretty seasoned. Uh, mechanics and we're working on old gear like uh, 12e graders like if you're a fitter you probably haven't heard of that like that's a 1970 model open cab grader with no hydraulics in it but the blade slide it's all mechanically gear driven like working on some old shit and i sort of developed a love for it because you're just in this rhythm of like wake up crack it on you're not checking your phone you're not going on facebook you're not watching the tv like you wake up you go, you know, over to the mess mess hall, I'm going to call it, like it was yeah. the kitchen, yep. get your shit and start your day. And, like, you really got to know the person you were working with because there was no outside distraction. Like, it was you and it him. It makes sense, doesn't it? And it's also probably the best form of detox. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, there, it, was a, it was a pretty um, – like, to put it in perspective, I remember pulling a bore on that station with the farm manager. Yeah. And um, – we got into a bit of a fucking dust up. Like he he was a fucking big dude. He was a ex boxer. Oh shit! You know the cunt could fight, yeah. and he was about six foot four. And here I am. At, I think at the time because I've been to the station a few times. Yeah. I think I was about eighteen, maybe. No, I wasn't eighteen yet. I turned eighteen after I left that station. We got into a dust up because um, he made me climb the bore tower because I was a fucking young cunt. Yeah, like yeah, he, of course. He's been yeah. there, done that. He's done yeah, the hard part. How did you climb up the fucking ladder, cunt, and pull the bore pipes? <laughs> so it was like the old school one with the fucking, you know, you got a winch cable out that you run to the cruiser and you drive the cruiser forward, pull the bore pipe up, get the stiltons out, crack the bore off, put the new bit of pipe down and keep going. Like an old school drill rig, like um, that's how the bore pipe worked. Anyway, I got the shits with this cunt and I'm just fucking, you know, in his ear, yap, 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 and he'd finally had enough of it. And he, um, we ended up getting into a fight and he fucking drifted me like, really? oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't have a chance, mate. <laughs> and like, and uh, he's sitting there, he's like, like, not the first time this happened, but yeah. he's like, this is where I really got to put in perspective. Yeah. It was, what'd you learn? Really? Oh, nothing. What'd you fucking learn? <laughs> oh, nothing. What'd you fucking learn? And he's like, I'm like, I don't fucking know. And he's like, well, I'll tell you. Sometimes somebody's a cunt and there's just nothing you can fucking do about it. He goes, if you can't outrank me and you can't fucking beat me in a fight, then what can you fucking do, mate? You can sit down and shut the fuck up, can't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And, like, it just put it in perspective yeah, for me. Like, if you're not the fucking big dog, yes. then you're not the big dog. Yeah, and sometimes right. I just need to sit, the, sit, sit down, down and shut the fuck up. Yeah, and, much. you know, after that we had a pretty good relationship. Did you really? Oh, yeah, cool. like – it took me a little bit of time to take it on board. Like it didn't just happen in an instant. Yeah, of course. But after a period of time and like, you know, sort of really thinking about it, I was like, oh, he's got a point. Yeah, yeah. And like once I sort of made that bit of a realisation, had a bit of a turn, you know, I actually started working a bit harder and he showed me, you know, he was, you know, giving me opportunities to enjoy myself. Yeah, and he'd sure. take me up on the chopper when he was doing checking the Lakina paddocks. And, you know, they'd take you to the fishing holes in the old cruiser and you'd go out there on Sundays and – you know, show you some shit. Like, you know, show you how to preg test cattle. Show you how to do all this sort of shit on weekends because there's nothing else to fucking do. So yeah, you go help the stockman. But it was sort of like that harsh love that sort of transitioned it into like, 
you know, you can make something of this and you can enjoy it. And it, oh, I came out of it so much better. Like I, I went from there to another farm in Emerald, which was owned by the same company, and we were doing those rebuilds there. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it was – I won't go into this one because yeah, I, yeah, I don't sure. want to speak ill of the dead. Yeah, um, The tradesman that I was working with was a bit of an arsehole and he passed away recently. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. You know, I think I think I can just let those sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, that's a good, good – yeah. It's but good, anyway, yeah. like once again, like not in the best environment. <laughs> like you're still working <laughs> with some pretty rough tradies, but it sort of <laughs> built it up to the point where I – I got to fuck it. I got to a mine site and I was like, this is fucking piss easy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is good. I'm like, this is easy living. Yeah, like, there's no chance of me getting into a fight today. Like, you know, like. I love that, how that's like, yeah. <laughs> one of your least worries, like now you're going to throw me into a fight today. No, but it, like, it brings a whole new depth and reality to yeah. if, if you know that if you push it too far, it could end in a fist fight. Yes, that's fair enough. It's fucking, yeah. you know, a bit different. Like if you're in, the, you're in a station in the middle of fucking nowhere, very different to being on a mine site. Like you've got to push somebody yeah. pretty far to get into a fight on a mine site. Yeah, that makes sense. But like yeah. if you went back on the station and I said, you know, Brizey punched me in the tummy, they're not going to give a fuck, are they? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you know, like that's, I love how you use that one too, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's the difference. But no, it? you're right, 100%. So, yeah. like, rocking up to a mine site after that, you know, like, you, 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 you're going in with probably the right mindset of, like, you know, yeah. like, you, you've had some fucking harsh love. Yeah, well, that's it. And, again, and you know what? It probably gives you an appreciation for the, the environment that you're currently in, too, doesn't hmm. it? Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's not that bad. It could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah. And, like uh, I finished, I finished my trade. Yeah, sure. And um, once again, I'm in a conundrum because by this time it's 2015. Iron ore's 30 bucks a ton, and the market's gone to shit again. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, not that it was a horrible time in mining, yeah. but like uh, all the boys that I was working with were getting made redundant because the site yeah, was course. closing down, and you know I'm faced with a dilemma of like. Fuck, where do I go next? Yeah, yeah. Like, as a green tradesman who's just finished your apprenticeship, like, yeah. what the fuck do you do? Well, that's it. Like, you're unemployable as a motherfucker. Like, you know, at the moment we're in a really good time in mining. Like, yes, you're more yes. employable than ever. But yes, at that time course, you yeah. weren't quite as employable. Yes. And uh, once again faced with the same conundrum. Going to have to take what I can get. And um, I managed to jump on with uh, Jacko and Orly. I'll give him a shout out. Mad, yeah, yeah, please, Mad, Dog, yeah, Mad Dog Diesel is their company. They're in um, Mackay. Yep. And honestly, I can't speak highly enough of those two blokes. They're fucking really good dudes. Awesome. And um, they they gave me an opportunity to work after my apprenticeship. And, um, you know, I, I, I had no bad things to say. But um, what had happened was while I was looking for the work, yeah. uh, through a – Mutual friend, so basically one of the guys who used to work for the company I work yes. for now was one of the foundation guys who started the business. Oh, anyway, yes. just okay, happened yeah. to be talking to um, uh, Johnny, who now runs our American operations, and at the time he was looking after our embedded maintenance in the Pilbara. Yes. And, he, uh, you know, Chad just said, oh, have you got any work available for a young fellow who's like he's – He's keen as fuck. He's green, yeah. but he's yeah. keen as fuck. Yeah. And he just said, oh, look, if I'll interview him. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I won't take him on a whim. Yes, yeah, sure. But I'll interview him and yeah. I, I want to have a chat to him. And, yeah. like, if he can prove himself to me, then mm-hmm. fucking oath I've got a spot for him. But he's going to have to awesome. gonna have to earn it. And anyway, we went through the process yep. and um, I got off of the job. And uh, I said to said to Jacko and Orly, I was like, oh, man, 
you know, I don't want to leave yours, but I've, I've been presented with a, you know, a pretty good opportunity to go over to Western Australia into an environment that I haven't worked in before and really jump out of my comfort zone because I, at the time I was back working at a site that I've worked at before around yeah. people that I knew and I was, I was comfortable and I knew in my head that if I was comfortable, I probably wasn't going to progress as much as a tradesman. Yeah, sure. Because I was just going to get stale. I was just yes. going to, I was just going to, you know, keep going with the flow because it was yeah. easy. Um, whereas I knew if I went over to Western Australia, I was like, this is going to test me and it's going to make me really have to meet a whole new demographic of people, whole new people, um, see a different type of mining. And to be honest with you, now that I'm, you know, a few quite a few years later. Yeah. I know that all mining's the same and I know all the dirt's just mm. different colours and I know yeah, that people are generally the same sort of yeah. people. But at that time I didn't know. I needed yeah. to go see it. And um, it. I went over to Western Australia and like uh, got a bit of drop shock. Like, you, you know, you, you touch down at um, just outside of Newman and the flies hit your face and it's like 48 degrees and I was like, well, what have I fucking done here? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. still, in, I'm like 20 by this yeah. stage, like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, still young. Like, course, you know, I might have might have worked, you know, remotely for the last four years, but still young. Yeah. And uh, you know, you're still sitting there. Like the I, one thing that's quite funny, and uh, it's never it never goes away. There is a sense of anxiety and worry when you go to a new site and you've you don't know who your supervisor is and you don't know who you're working with. And you don't know what the workshop looks like, smells like, what's it yeah. got in it, all of this sort of stuff. And you're just like got this mild sense of like, fuck, how's this going to be? Anyway, I got there and uh, there were some machines called service miners. Like uh, you got your road profilers yeah. on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, They're yeah. like an enormous version of that. And I'd yeah, never okay. touched them before yeah. and that was pretty much the first thing that I worked on there. And I got to say, like to the boys at Christmas Creek, um, that was probably the best – scenario I could have been dropped into because like those were some receptive guys. Yeah, like, sure. My first two days that I was there, I think, um, Toddy, one of the guys, come up and he's like, Hey man, like you're from Queensland, eh? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, well I'm from I'm from Bundy. He goes, uh, where'd you go last night? Like not last night, sorry, the 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 first night before we flew out. Oh, yeah, because yeah. like you catch the red eye out of Perth to uh, site. Yeah, okay. So like you fly from Queensland, like I flew from Rocky to Brisbane to um Perth. Perth. Yeah. Now that lands you there at about five o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. So you've got like this little layover yes. period before the five o'clock flight that morning. So like uh, I booked a hotel. Uh, yeah, okay. And he knew that. So he's just like, Oh, me, him and him book a hotel room every week. He's like, We only you know, being that we only spend eight hours in it. Like we'll just you know ask him for all the single beds and a cot. Like yeah, you know, okay, we do sense, it to yeah. make it a bit cheaper. And I was like, yeah. oh fuck, I don't barely know this cunt. He's like fucking offering me that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, really, you know, they were just like, right, Alice, you know, we got a new cunt. Like let's make yeah. him feel welcome. And it was like, I love the whole experience. I had no qualms at all the whole time I was there. I thought That's it was great. Awesome. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And uh, the only reason why I left Western Australia was because I got offered an opportunity because the company I was I'm still working for him, yeah, sure. Mater. Later, yeah. Um, they had an opportunity to <laughs> kick off the Queensland business, so um, I got a phone call from uh, the manager Dan Forster. Yep, and he said, uh, "You know, I've been speaking to Richard, who you're working with, and yep. um, he said that you'd be a great candidate to, um, you know, come over here and that's awesome. Let's let's do something." And it was myself and two other guys. 
um, Tom and Jace, who transferred from the WA business to the Queensland business, and basically we got a chance yep. to kick her off. And that's like, awesome. It's it, it's sort of yeah, it's just it, it's just been a, a turn of events, and I'm like, I, I keep going back to the whole thing of like good people really uh, can make or break a situation. It was 100%. sort of like you know like. Eh, Going into that scene, coming into Queensland once again, I was I was still you know the greener tradesman, but yeah. like you know somebody like Jace, who was a more senior tradesman than me, he was really fucking good at his craft, like, yeah, really good, and like he was showing me everything he could, like he had no no dramas, like if you didn't know, he'd just tell you, like it, it was nothing to him, there was no fucking sense of competition, nothing, like you didn't fucking know, it. right? I'll show you, yeah, Here you go. that's this is cool. how you do it. And like it, at the, you know, when you look at those types of tradesmen, you sit there and you go, "Fuck, this guy could do everything," <laughs> and you're like, "Fuck!" And like you aspire to be yeah, that tradesman to yeah. somebody when you, well, yeah. yeah, you aspire to be that tradesman when yeah. you're older. So that when yeah, somebody else is trying to ask you shit, then you're the one who knows fucking yeah. everything. And yeah. Jason, he wasn't that old either. Like he was only a few years older than me. He was just somebody who's you know Diverse good at their it. shit. Yeah. Like he was, you know, a technically strong fucking bloke. Yeah. Um. And it was, sorry, I derailed myself off there. No, you're right. But yeah. anyway, sort of like uh, moving uh, forward with that, like it was a few years of field service and like, you know, there was obviously a lot of change and a lot of growing and yeah. all that sort of stuff happened. And um, I sort of went through on the tools and learned a heap of shit and got some different experiences and, you know, actually uh, got to hone in on a couple of skill sets. I had some opportunities presented to me that were really good, you know, like supervisory roles and um, team leader roles and, all the rest of it and, you know, being able to become, you know, uh, specialised in a certain field, that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, sure. It, it was really good and um, that's sort of when it came to the transition of me jumping off the tools and into the office. Yeah. Um, and that's what you're, curr- that's what you're currently that's doing. That's what right? I'm currently doing. So I'm a house cat. So yep. I, um, I got offered an uh, opportunity to look after – Two things. Yeah, sure. So do some business development. Yep. Um, so, you know, um, speak with our customers and, uh, you know, obtain some new work and expand on what we're doing and make sure that what we're doing is what the customer wants and all that sort of stuff. Of course, yeah. But the other side of it was is I got an opportunity to look after our people and culture on this side of the – That's cool. On this side of the, um, the continent. Yeah. So – and what that really is is, you know uh, – a culture is, by definition, how each human interacts with each other, yes. and how the outside views that group of people. Like yes. this is a business culture. Yes, of um, course. Yes. Ex- explanation, and it's basically getting to look after that, like mm. making sure that you know, you, you know, you'll, you'll you'll do an induction when you come to a, a site, and it'll tell you all the things that it's supposed to be, and then you get to site and it doesn't smell or look anything like it was yeah. supposed to. Yes. And it's sort of making sure that uh, the, what we're giving our guys is accurate and truthful and getting to do some cool shit with them along yeah. the way, which is which is really, really bloody good because I, I've, I guess I love it because I've been able to establish friendships and relationships with our guys that I usually wouldn't be able to get because if you're working field service and you're in a company with a heap of people – Yes. Then you, you you may never cross paths with somebody because you're so yeah, well, that busy. Makes sense, yeah. But being that I've got exposure to so many of them, I get to meet some cool dudes, and I fucking really enjoy it. Um, but I sort of, I guess, like my transition to sort of turning into who I am today, and I've had a few subtle reminders along the way. Like I actually ran into one of my old teachers 
who was working on a mine site. Really? And he said, oh, what are you here to do? I said, oh, I'm supervising. And he said, huh, I thought you'd be in jail. And just kept walking. <laughs> And, and it just was, kept walking. Yeah, and it was just oh, that. Like I was kind of a kid to him. He fucking yeah. hated me, but no, it was okay, sort of like he, the, the the fucking shock of him sitting there going, "What do you mean you fucking employed gangfully?" Like, and it was just like a. I love that. Oh. Just a nice humbling moment for me to remember. Yeah. Of like, mm, that's right. <laughs> and I had it very recently as well. Did so you was, really? Yeah. So I was sitting at the Shamrock in Mackay, yeah. which is a a pub, not a bad one either, but. Uh, chatting with a couple of the boys that work with us and it was actually my old dorm supervisor oh, you're kidding. came up and he'd followed me on social media and he come up and he, he just said, oh, I'm very proud of you turning this around. <laughs> and it was just sort of like he remembers the fucking rat bag that was sneaking out in the middle yeah. of the night and going down to your poon and nah, fucking – Doing all God knows what and fucking, you know, getting caught yeah. for some of it. Yeah, and getting, of course, yeah. <clears throat> getting away with a lot of it. Oh, far out. That's funny. <clears throat> and it was sort of like uh, just another humbling moment where, yeah. like, he walked, like, he's just like, you know, you're doing good, man. Like, yeah. good on you, all that sort of shit. And then he walks away and the boys are like, fuck was that about? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, um. Yeah, another day, another story. But you got to explain it, and yeah, like, course, I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy to own me shit. Like, yeah, of course. Um, and I think you know we. Oh uh, well, it's a part of growing up, and you know, oh. as being immature, and you know, growing up and finding who you are and what you're doing, and you know, and and like honestly, I mate, I really didn't know who I was until I was in my twenties. Like, I had to, fuck no. Yeah, who knows what they want to do and who they are in their teenage years? Like, I, still a kid. Exactly Isn't the way I look. You're still a kid. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And that's, yeah, I, I guess, you know, like I, I started on social media before I jumped into the office, but yeah. it was sort of like I was pretty, I don't know, I'd never really bothered about it. Then I started posting a couple of things um, on my days off, yeah. just doing some stuff, and then mm. people started to really enjoy it. And uh, it actually it kept, helped me keep accountable with myself to like, you know, do the projects and, you know, yes. follow through with what you say you're going to do. Yes. And, you know, get the shit done and yes. do a good job of it yeah. and show the fucking world and be proud of what you're doing. What you're doing. You know. and, and in turn, that's, that's why it blew up. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what in particular made it blow up. Like yeah. there was a couple of things that went a bit viral. But, <laughs> yeah. like, um, I think, you know, you can have something that goes viral and it can yes. be a one-hit wonder. That's exactly and right, it was yeah. just sort of like keeping consistent with it. And, I've, and to be honest with you, I've been a bit slack on it lately because I've been extremely busy. Like a working Monday to Friday and then, you know, on the weekends you get your typical stuff that you need yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and I, I, I do feel bad for it, but at this at the end of the day, yeah, I'll have another one. Oh, yeah, help yourself. At mate. the end of the day, you've sort of got to do two things, don't you? you well, gotta, of course you, you do. You've yeah. got to look after yourself uh, in a mental space and yes. sometimes that weekend's got to be for you to rest, relax and, you know, of course it just is. tune out a bit. Like a, 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 a large majority of uh, my job is spent, you know, on the phone. Yes. So, like, sometimes what you want to do is get the fuck away from it. Of course you do. You know. Um, I, you know, I, I know exactly what you're saying because mm. a lot of my business stuff with everything is all phone related. So yeah. sometimes people might get the shits for me on the weekend because I don't return their phone calls. I don't answer their messages. This is not me being rude. I just – I literally <clears> have just gone and put the phone away <laughs> just to get yeah. a break from it uh, because it does it can consume you. It can consume your time. And even if you if you got it too close to you – 
on the weekend, you can get easily sucked back into it. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, so I know that feeling too. But um, <clears throat> also too, I think like you said, you know, like uh, even like being a little bit slack with it or whatever, it's not – it's sort of – if you're not doing it for the fun of it, of the things that you're doing and you, like you said, um, then – it becomes a little bit of a task and it's not really what you're really aiming to do at the start. And, yeah. You know, so I think having a break in anything is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like I, yeah. like people <laughs> check up on me too, which is yeah. awesome. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, they're like, are you, are you, you know, I've had a few, are you doing all good? Like, yeah. you know, I haven't seen you do the shit that you used to do. Like, I, yeah. um, for those who don't know, I've, I've done a few instructional videos, like, you know, uh, I'm obviously a mechanic, so like yeah. um, showing people how to pack wheel bearings and, you know, showing them how to do that sort of stuff. And people who uh, like to follow along with that sort of stuff, they'll check up on you and they're like, yeah. oh, are you doing okay? And I'm well, yeah. and like, I'm glad I can reply with, yeah, man, I'm just busy. Yeah. But it, it's, it's nice not. to see that, you know, somebody who you've never met has the, the what do you call it, the the – the, uh, the care. The care to, to check, check up on in you. It. Check in yeah, on you. Like it, and like it doesn't go unnoticed either. No. Like, but like those kinds of people, like for you to check up on somebody that you've never met mm. and make sure they're okay, like, fuck, that's, that's – It's also that's, – that's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, it and is really nice and it says a lot about their character as a person. It is too. And, and obviously they're lovely people that, that yeah. sort of reach out and do that sort of stuff. But also too, you get these uh, people that um, reach out with their own personal – you know, they're putting their self out there. They're, they're being vulnerable and putting themselves out there and saying, hey, you know, what you said or what you did really helped me with what I'm dealing with and all this sort of stuff as well. Like it's actually – it works both ways too because it's not just the fact that it's doing something for yourself or them checking on you, but you also in a way are doing something for these people as well. These people appreciate it. You know, they reach out and say, hey, what you did, you know, what you said was, you know, really hit home or, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. You know, so it's yeah. a it's a two way street too. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, like I said, I thoroughly appreciate what you know what um, the general public like. You know, the I love that saying from fucking Tom and Tommy and Cam about the caliber of the common cunt can be pretty low. <laughs> like, and they're not fucking far <laughs> they're, off the yeah, mark. They're on the money, yeah. But there is yeah. a select few good cunts in yeah, this world, yeah, and like uh, to paraphrase. And um, like a, a simple business model is good cunts bring good cunts into a business. That's exactly right. If you're ever wanting to run a successful business, if you're a good cunt and you employ a good cunt, he's going to attract another <laughs> good cunt. And that's, that's exactly like, what it, it is. It's not as simple as that, but it's a fucking pretty solid business strategy. A, that and good, it works. Yeah. From, you know, good things encourage good things. Yeah, of course, definitely. And and that's what, and that's, uh, I guess that's sort of the business model and everything that you're running with and how you operate and help out with the business that, yeah, so that you're employed with. And it's, um, yeah, the simple fact of it, it it's, mm. you know, it, we want it to be, you know, like it, it's part of our business is a mate a mate a program, which is yeah. a referral program. Yeah, you sure. know, like are, are you have you got a mate who's a technically strong tradesperson? Yeah, sure. Who, um, you know, is a good bloke. Bring him in. Let's interview him. Like yeah. it, it, it grows a good like. Yeah. You know, um, as as a, any business, um, puts a lot of time and effort into recruiters and you know admins and coordinators and or schedulers as some other co- companies call them. To finding good people yeah. and like 
sometimes all you've got to do is look at the bloke with a spanner in his hand and go, you got a good bloke that you reckon would be a, mm. you know, will fit. So as part of what we do, like when we onboard somebody, we, we do a culture induction. Yeah, sure. And, um, you know, uh, we it it's a bit of a laughing joke, so we not a laughing point, but, you know, welcome and congratulations to become – Fuck, sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. Welcome and group. congratulations to yep. becoming part of a mind-blowing team. <laughs> and um, usually get a laugh out yeah, of somebody because like c- they're just like, gee, that sounds like a bunch of wank. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, you, you're explaining to them that, hey, you know, the congratulations part, uh, the, you know, the welcome and congratulations part is, you know, we put time and effort into finding two things. Yeah, sure. Technically strong tradespeople. That are good humans. Yeah. You know, we've all worked with an absolute fucking jet who's an absolute fuckwit. Yeah, of course. And yeah. nobody wants, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. If you're a cocksucker, then nobody wants to <laughs> stand next to you, do they? <laughs> that's exactly right. And, yeah. um, and that's what it is. Yeah. You know, the congratulations part is they fit that mold. Mm. You know, they're technically strong and they're a good yeah. human. And, you know, the mind blowing team part is basically, you know, we, we show them what we've done in the business. Like, it, once again, it sounds a bit, you know, Generic, but you know, if, if you break it down, it, it looks of pretty course, nice. Yeah. And I won't, I won't bore anybody. No, 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 to death you're right. That, no, it's just it gets, it's good to people get an understanding of what you do and how you do it. And yeah, so it, if it, they it, haven't already heard it, you know what I mean? It's it's um, it's good yeah. to hear. So, uh, to put it very short, I, I work for a I work for Mainer, we yep. um, supply tradesmen, yes, um, or tradespeople, sorry, um, to the mining, agriculture, marine. Um, energy space, uh, the, the sky's hey, the limit. Wow. We're an international company. <laughs> um, we, you know, was started by Luke Mater. Yep. Um, and on in 2019, we, he, oh, sorry, when I say we, I mean the company. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, um, of course. Listed it on the ASX. Wow. And, you know, to, That's impressive. to give you a bloody good idea of growth, like the shares went out at 90 cents. I checked my phone just before and it's at $7.77. Holy shit. Like, you know, like wow, there's, there's, a, there's man, some simple business well. strategies that they've implemented in there yeah. which work very well. And it can yeah. be – and it, it some simple things that they do is well, sparkies I mean, look after sparkies, yeah. fitters look after fitters, boilermakers look after boilermakers. Oh, it's a credit to you. Obviously, I mean, we were talking about before that we started the potty, but, hmm. you know, it's you can see the proof the proof's in the potty, mate. I mean – yeah, oh, it's obvious, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, I've had a good experience and I hope yeah. everybody else uh, that works for us does have a good experience. Like we're not always going to get it right. We're not always going to get it right at the start, yeah. but we we will get it right. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody, you know, you, you, you can try your best in anything you do in life yeah. and, you know, sometimes you don't get it right. Of course. But our aim is to make sure that everybody's having, you know, an experience like I had. Yeah. You know, an experience like the other guys in the business have had where they – you know, they can comfortably sit in front of an audience and sit there and go, "Yeah, I really enjoy myself." Like, yeah, no, that's so. awesome, mate. Um, did you, did you, did you just start doing that stuff like with TikTok and that? Were you just doing that off the cuff of that sort of stuff that you've been doing with work and that? Or was it just more of your own personal thing? Was it? Was, it, or? it was just my what? own personal stuff. Like, uh, I've I've always been a tinkerer. Yeah, sure. Like, I can't sit still. Yeah. Um, like I watch TV, but yeah. to me, I can't really sit down and watch TV until like, you know, seven o'clock at night. You know, that's when, you know, you've cracked the beer, you're sitting down, you're not doing shit yes. for the rest of the night. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So like I, I, I was always tinkering and I'd go down to the shed and I'd make noise and all that sort of stuff. And it was about the time that I was starting to build my shed where I was like, maybe I should show some people it's how to do some shed, of this mate. stuff. 
Yeah, and it's like some people look at it and they're like, holy fuck. <laughs> Basically what I did is I uh, saved the money on the house and spent it on the, on shed. the shed. The house is <laughs> a nice. Typical, a good, what, a, what a typical man would do. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, instead of buying the very expensive house, I bought the cheap house, <laughs> Get the put, good shed. put way too many man hours into it and then bought the big shed. <laughs> So, uh, you know, every now and then. I reckon it's worth every fucking penny. I do too. (laughs) I really enjoy being inside that shed. I would too. And it was just the the thing of I was like, you know, like I was like, right, I'll, you know, seal the floors and everything and I'm I'm a typical stubborn male tradie who is aware of how much tradies cost. Yes. And I was like, like, you know, like I was like, fuck, could pay somebody to do this floor. Mm. And then you're like. Well, you can do it yourself. And I'm like, fucking, I'm doing it myself. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm glad I took myself into it. Yeah, and it was one of those things of it was like, fuck it, let's learn together. I haven't done this before. Like, I'm not a builder. Like, fuck it, let's record it. Let's do it together. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, okay. You can learn via my failure. Yes, okay. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like, obviously my father's been heavily involved in the building industry. and he's, He's a very talented man in a lot of aspects. And he's always somebody that I can hit up for advice and he's yeah, shown sure. me a lot of stuff. But it was like, I'm like, right, I'm putting my mezzanine floor up. And I'm like, this is a pretty big undertaking for a general, you know, sort of person to take on. And I was like, well, I've got it all worked out. Like I, I nerd out a bit when I'm building something and I'll have 600 different fucking ways of, you know, splaying it out so I can see it and yeah. sort of visualise it and like built a garden bed on the weekend and I'll Fucking had that thing drawn out like a blueprint for a <laughs> skyscraper. Really? Yeah, it turned out good. But she looked all right. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, she shit hot. But um, I was like, right, I was like, fuck it. You know, like I'm comfortable to tackle this task. So fuck it, somebody else can be as well. Like it's not, not like viciously, demandingly difficult. Yeah, sure. But it is daunting to somebody who you know, like for somebody who hasn't done it. I was like, well, fuck it. Let's show it that. Let's show them that if I can do it, then, yeah, you know. They probably can't too. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not a builder. Yep. So, and like, I followed all the, you know, the building codes and yeah, the building guidelines yeah, and yeah, made sure that I was doing all of that correctly. And, yes. You know, put that up and people really enjoyed it. And I was like, well, I'm going to build a set of stair stringers because if anybody's ever rented their house, I know how much they fucking cost. Yep. So I was like, well, fuck it. I, you know, I've been taught how to weld and all that sort of stuff. I was like, I'm making stair stringers because I worked it out I was like I can make a set for $200 or I can buy a set for a thousand bucks I'm like that's the difference and I was like fuck that <laughs> yeah steel cool. price has gone up a touch now yeah but, yeah you know at the time I was like well fuck people really wouldn't know how to do this yeah. so sort of, you know you you two and four I think is the the motto so like how how far apart your steps need to be, oh, how okay, deep yeah. they need to be yeah, all okay. that sort of stuff yeah, and that makes sense. you know working out cuz yeah, and I didn't build mine conventionally, so instead of coming down in the average sort of fall of about, you know, that 33-degree mark, I built mine on a 45. Yeah, okay, And I was sure. sort of explaining to people why I did that because, you know, I've got a 10-metre-wide shed. The mezzanine floor takes up three metres of that. Yes. Um, did I get that right? So you – 10-metre-wide shed, yeah. yeah. 10 metres. Sorry, I'm just trying to no, <laughs> remember right. my dimensions <laughs> of my shed. I was like, right. So I've got a 10-metre-wide shed, three-metre mezzanine, and I'm going to bring it down into a bay, but I don't want it to go across that bay and into the next. Next, okay. I want it to finish in that bay. So I was like, right, I need to have a metre left, so I need to bring the stairs to a 45-degree angle. Yes, perfect. So that I can walk down the stairs and still be in that bay. In the same bay. In case I have something big parked in the following Makes bay. Makes like perfect a, sense, You know, yeah. like my boat or something. Yeah, of so, course. So, you know, just trying to explain to people that sort of stuff. And it was sort of like, you know, 
yeah, this is pretty labour intensive and it's not the easiest yeah. thing in the world, but, you know, like you can't really do any harm by just having a fucking crack. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to challenge myself. I need fucking handrails up on this mezzanine floor and stairs because everybody on social media told me that I needed it. And they were fucking right. Yeah. Because when I put the stairs on there, I fell off the fucking mezzanine floor and thought I broke my back. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, like, that drove it home. I was like, we are getting handrails. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is fucking happening. Fucking hell. I was like, done. Yep. The handrails, easy. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm going to do this as cheap as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we'd, I'd obviously renovated the house. So, I had some, um, some hardwood oh, yeah. um, beams out of that. And I uh, managed to get for free some secondhand balustrade wire and some secondhand posts that weren't going to fit ever, but I managed to cut them down, sand them, weld them, do all the rest of it to put them in place. And I actually managed to build the entire mes- uh, the entire set of handrails and shit for the shed for the price of the oh, swaging clips for the balustrade <laughs> wire. Kidding? The screws that I needed to screw the balustrade wire in. Yeah. And the stain and paint. Wow. So, like, yeah, I, I managed to really do that under budget. That is fantastic. And I was just like, well, fuck, that was a pretty good challenge that for yourself. That is a good and challenge. I, and I, it was one of those one of those ones where I was just like, you know, if you do want to do something and you are on a tight budget, there are ways to do it. It might not be the most glamorous. Yeah. Like, yeah. it looks good. Yeah. But, like, it, it might not be what you see on the front of a, you know, Eight hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, but you know, it could be that your handrails are fucked and you need to do it, and you're on a shoestring budget. Yeah, and that's a way to do it. Like you know, it gives some people confidence of like, oh fuck, I can polish. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, 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 or you can roll it in tinsel. (laughs) Yeah, and like that's sort of where that's sort of where the videos began. No, that's cool. I was really enjoying it because I was able to do videos people asked for. Yeah, not just like oh fuck, this is a good idea. And, I'll just do this, and that's what. And it just and it was obviously resonating with people, and people were seeing it, and they go, yeah. "This, you know, this guy's on on the money here." Yeah, and it would be like, you know, can you show me how to service cars? I showed him how to service yeah. cruiser. And so people sh- were hitting you up, were they? They're yeah, going, can you show hey, me how to do a thermostat? True, yep, absolutely. I'll show you how to do the thermostat on my cruiser. Like, and I had a, a wave of them, and not all of them I did. Yeah, of course, because um, yeah. you know, because if somebody asked me to rebuild swivel hubs, like. You know, that's a pretty lengthy yeah. process and if they don't need doing, I, I, I won't yeah. do it. No, but one sense. day when they need doing, I'll do the video. You'll put it up, yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. Like uh, the one video that I didn't put up and everybody asked for was the hoist installation and to be fair, I had a very short window of opportunity to actually get that up and I was like, I just need it up. Yeah, you need it up. Yeah, Because I was sort enough. of in between in between trips. Yeah, So okay. I, I only had like maybe 48 hours at the oh, home and I was like, needs to go up. Yeah, just Bang, keep done. Up. Righto, let's go. Yeah, that makes sense. So that that's sort of where the videos started. And uh, like, okay. I, I, I've done a few different ones uh, here and there, like you know, just general. But then you also do like cooking and all yeah. that sort of stuff as well, mate. Yeah, and then the whipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that! Wait, how much did that hurt? Um, how I, much did that hurt? Get whip, whipping yourself. That one. That one. <laughs> Mate, that hurt my uh, fucking ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> I proper humbled myself. Oh, the sound of that. Mate, I, I can hear it now. <laughs> mm. That must have fucking hurt. So how that actually came about, because um, I've been asked this question of yeah. like, why were you filming that? <laughs> you know, was that a setup? Yeah. No. So me and Nashy... Um, Bought whips when we were in the Northern Territory uh, with with Caleb, okay. the other dude that we were with. Yeah, 
And we were fucking around playing with whips and having a fat old time yeah. and fucking doing all this sort of shit. Now, Nashie's a lot better at cracking the whip than both Caleb and I. Oh, okay. So he's fucking doing the Indiana Jones <laughs> one and he's flicking it up and he's doing all this shit. And, I'd, and I'm like, fuck it, I want to try the Indiana Jones one. And I'm like... I was like, I'll just send it, send Nashi a Snapchat real quick and see ah. if like this is how he does it. And I've just yeah. bang, and I'm like, <laughs> just proper fucking like my soul left my body. It completely fucking uh. it just fried the circuits. I'm like, I can't even fucking think. And I've stopped it, and I'm like, that is too good yeah. not to share with the world. Yeah, and I'm of like, um, you know, so like it's an embarrassing moment, and, I, and people always get so. Worried about posting embarrassing moments. Yeah, sure. And this is why I posted it. Yeah. Too of fucking course. good to share. I of don't course. A, you know, who cares what the general public thinks? Yeah. Like, Mate, you know, it's it, funny. It was it was a fucking cracker. Like, oh. cause, because you even got the full whip, like the hot, like, you know how half the time it might get caught up on you or something yeah. or whatever, but... No, mate, you got the full fucking Yeah, whack. I got over the full fucking heave-ho and... Oh. Fuck the weld across my back, man. Was, was it really? Yeah, about a foot and a half long. Shit. It was fucking horrific. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I watched that, I've watched that a thousand times. Oh, mate. Judging <laughs> by the views on that, I think you're not the only one. Yeah. But Holy. you know what? Like, fuck it. I've got to share with the world yeah. the good things. No, nah, like, that was that was, that so. was a cracker. That was unbelievable. Um, yeah, so. but uh, And you're cooking too. You, you, you're a mad fan of cooking? Yeah, like I think it shows. <laughs> but, no, I've always it, it's it's a very relaxing thing for me to be honest. Yeah, um, sure. That's sort of why I like cooking so much, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, there is something very satisfying and relaxing about following a set of instructions. Yes, prepping food, yes. putting it in separate bowls, and if you do it right, it's going to turn out good. And when you make something like that and, yeah. it, and it tastes fantastic, you get this sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and it, you're right, 100%. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. There's just something something relaxing about just prepping all the vegetables yes. and everything's in the right place and everything's where yeah. it's supposed to be and everything's all yeah. coming together and then you follow the process. Yeah. And, you know, there's some uh, some recipes that I just fucking make up on the spot. But, yeah. you know, it, it, there's, there's a... I don't know. It's relaxing to me. I really, really enjoy cooking for that aspect, and I like food. Yeah, well, oh, that's fair. I mean, everyone's everyone's got to eat. Oh, <laughs> so, absolutely. Everybody got to eat. You yeah. might as well eat well. I'm no, gonna die yeah. full. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, the uh, but it's funny how like even like just the the fact that you can do like a car maintenance, you can do a building and cooking and put it all together in one, and everyone appreciates it the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'd actually, like, <laughs> to be honest, I've never really uh, gone in and gone, right, I've got to cater to this demographic No, of that's what I mean. But, you know, like, yeah, it's funny yeah. how they do that. And it, 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 it's, I'm, I'm just glad that people can enjoy what I like doing, mm, yeah. I guess, is the um, the end of it. Like, I'm not going not gonna to change it up yeah. for any particular person. And I might add new stuff. Like, yeah. I've got... I'm a typical ADHD, ADHD driven Gemini. <laughs> I'm like, a Gemini. I have a new fucking hobby every week. Uh, you piece to the choir here, brother. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm exactly the same. I'm that ADHD uh, Gemini dude. <laughs> oh mate, I fucking. I know exactly. There's what nothing you're like hyper focusing on a new hobby that you've just noticed. Like that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh mate, and like it, 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 they're just, just they're gonna have to ride the roller coaster with me because. <laughs> This is just what's happening. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I do too. <laughs> I've got this uh, – I'll give you an example. So one day um, 
I was going to the bank, right? And uh, I pulled up in the car park and I opened up the car door and I looked down on the ground and there's four 20 cent pieces sitting on the ground there. And I'm like looking at it and I'm going, I was going to the bank. I was going to, ba- I was doing my business banking and there's 80 cents sitting on the ground. I'm like, do I really need to pick up that 80 cents? Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like, I don't need to. Well, mm. I'm like, do I re-? And so anyway, I pretended to drop my car keys and I picked up this 80 cents. <laughs> but then, then the ADD kicked in, right? Or the ADHD, whatever you want, to, whatever I got. I, I'm self-diagnosed with something. Mm. Anyway, I'm like, I want to see what this hustler's mentality that I've been talking about. This is what came out of me, right? So oh. I'm like, <laughs> let's see what I can turn this 80 cents into, right? So anyway, it was uh, near, it was right around the time of the Rocky Swap. So I go to the Rocky Swap, yeah. and this chick had uh, she was selling books, and she had three for a dollar, right? And I had 80 cents. There was a Gregory's VL Commodore uh, car manual. For sale and she had three for a dollar and i said look i'm got a dollar i said but i'll give you 35 cents for that for gregory's she sold it to me so i had this book and i had 45 cents left i end up selling that book on ebay for 40 bucks I was going to say, I reckon I could sell that for a pineapple in yeah. my street, mate. Yeah, There's yeah. a few bombadors that go down there. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the classic modification of yeah. rear different rims to the front. Yeah, and missing oh, a sorry. fuel cap. <laughs> <laughs> missing a fuel cap, different rims, the black marks underneath the bumper, and yeah. it's got to have a lift to yeah, tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, I sold that book for 40 bucks, and then I started documenting it. So I took – and I, I was – adamant on everything that i did so i sold i sold the book took out the fee i sold on ebay took the fees out took the postage out i had 21 bucks left or something i went to garrison i found a digital camera like the first generation digital camera where it was still the 35 millimeter but it had like a digital aspect to it yeah so i paid 20 bucks for that and i had a dollar left over i ended up selling Selling that on eBay for like 110 bucks. <laughs> so, Burn. yeah, I know. So then I came back with like 80 bucks. And then so I took that 80 bucks and I bought like a car racing simulator thing. Sold that on Facebook Marketplace. I bought that for 80, sold it on Facebook Marketplace for 150 bucks. But then, <laughs> then I take that 150 bucks and I buy a, a tinny. I bought the tinny and I had a mate, shout out to Orthy, um, who. Uh, is he does like metal fabrication in his spare time and all that sort of stuff. He's fucking talented. Anyway, I took that to him and he welded up some holes in it and tidied it up for me, no charge, because I was in this street yeah, thing. Right. I started, started a Facebook page called Found 80 Cents. <laughs> and started documenting Fuck, you're going to have to have a look yeah, at that. Yeah, have a look at Sold the uh, tinny for 400 bucks, right? And then um, oh, what happened? A long story short, there was a couple other things I did. I... Uh, while I was waiting for the tinny, I had an extra dollar, so I went and bought a fucking uh, a Commonwealth, the old Commonwealth Bank yeah, money tin. Right. Bought that for a dollar, sold it for ten. Bought some games, flipped it up for another two hundred. So anyway, long story short, went took a hundred bucks, put it in the pokies. Like it's all documented, and I Fuck. got up, I got up. Finally, I got up to about eight hundred bucks. So from eighty cents up to eight hundred dollars, and then I just went and bought a car, <laughs> and I've got a car. I got a, I got a Hyundai Sexel, bro. <laughs> A 1990 model, sports, uh, S-P-O-R-T-Z model, the Hyundai XL. I am adamant 
that that is the most reliable car ever made for this reason, right? Yeah, okay. Could you tell me a real-life example when somebody's actually serviced one of those things? <laughs> I did. They always seem to fucking drive around, but I Everything. promise you they've never right. seen any yeah. servicing, oh. any oil or anything, but somehow they managed to live to like 200,000 Ks. Crazy. It, nuts. And crazy. And, and every forum you read about them, they're all great reviews. Everyone's just like, you can't fucking kill them. Yeah, like they are, they are a, a, a piece of shit. But <laughs> like you can't deny. like You're getting banged for buck. Yeah, that and a Ford laser. Like, fuck. <laughs> you know, we're, we're fucking bargain hunting yeah. here. Like, oh, of course. That's going yeah. to be a relic one, though. Yeah, so it's the old twin cam. It's the twin cam sports model with a oh. manual in it. <laughs> so, oh. I mean, so that's the next part of the project I'm at at the moment. I actually got Nico to do us a video. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's so seedy <laughs> it's just like spitting on it and polishing it and <laughs> yeah it's a real it's a real sexy sex cell fucking video log but uh like that's that's the whole point of the story was that's exactly what you're saying about you know like this adhd you got yeah. hyper focus on something that, that's that fucking was, cool yeah like, so that's, that's how you do it kids like, yeah you know, if 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 you if you've only got eighty cents and you really need some fucking money for red clouds, because we know how much they've inflated. Bloody oath, that's how you do it. Yeah, so that, I, I had to mention that because that was something I've been just doing for shits and gigs in my spare time. I like that a lot. Oregon, yeah. Oregon, that'd be a, a good game to play. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. It's fun. You know, because like it's, you know, I literally put a, I, I literally got a, uh, literally got a wallet. And put that wallet aside, and then that was the found eighty cents wallet. So yeah, right. I was buying and flipping everything out of this wallet just because it wasn't costing me nothing, and I was keeping it within the budget too. So whatever I did, I kept it. I kept it legitimate. Like it was like if I needed to buy something to fix something on it, like I yeah. had to buy a new plug for the tinning. I had five bucks in the wallet. I made sure I used the five bucks for that. You know, like it yeah, was, that's cool. and documented the whole thing. So because I haven't been able to do that, I've had quite the opposite where somebody <laughs> bought something off me and then sold it for way more. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I, you know, when you put something on marketplace and it sells yeah. like proper quick, and you're yeah. like, oh fuck, fuck no. I didn't put too much on it. Yeah. yeah, like I got a like ages ago, I got an old Greenfield right on mower for free. Oh, right, yeah, and it yeah. didn't run, so I like got it running and fixed it up and all that yeah. sort of stuff, and it was it was a bit of a pig. Yeah, yeah. But um, oh, I did not realise the cult following that they had. So when it finally threw Teddy out of the cot, and I, I think it was just I had the shits. Yeah, like it was just yeah. fucking. I just battle with the cunt every day, and I think it was just something simple like a spark plug died in it. And I was like, fuck this, I'm buying a new mower. Yeah. Like I'm just like this. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Like as a mechanic, changing a spark <laughs> yeah. plug is not exactly fucking rocket science. I know what you're saying, mate. But yeah. like it was, it was just the fucking wits end where I'm like, oh fuck this thing. Yeah. And I sold it for like a hundred bucks on marketplace in about thirty two seconds. <laughs> I did not realise how sought after those mowers oh. were because old mate hocked it off a fucking way more oh, than I sold it for, oh. but. Ah, more power to him. He, yeah. knew, he, he was more intelligent than me. It was it was the hustle. Yeah, it was the hustle and the fact that he knew something I he, didn't. He so it. can't knock him. Well, you know, knowledge is power, and he fucking he, he definitely he definitely wrestled me out of that one. Well, you know that was funny because it wasn't. In, I was I used to do that all the time, and it wasn't until uh, I was I had an old Ford Fairmont station wagon. And um, same deal. I just got the shits with it. And I was like, fuck this. I've had enough of it. I'm getting rid of it. 
I think I sold it for it was a it had like a genuine hundred and thirty thousand Ks on it. It was a fifteen year old car. It was a Fairmont. It was that model of the wagon, the last of the Fairmont wagons. I didn't know it actually had a little bit of money to it. And yeah, I just right. had a shits. I had the shits with it. I sold it for like eleven hundred bucks with Rego, this dude. And literally the next day, he's got it on marketplace for like five thousand. I'm just like, holy shit! <laughs> I messaged him like, you fucking bastard, you dog cat, <laughs> you dog cat. You're telling me he even he even spun a story and told me that his fucking mum was crook and that you know. That, oh, <laughs> yeah, that shit. So he pulled, that, he pulled he, on the he pulled the heartstrings, and I'm like, because I said, no, nah, you're not having any Rego on it. He's like. Oh, it's for me sick mum, fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, right, mate. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Really fucking. And then it's on Marketplace with fucking quadruple amount that I fucking sold it for. I couldn't believe it. Hook, line, and oh. sinker. And I was like, no, oh, I'm going to double check everything now before I sell it. Yeah, I, I get that that yeah. whole like fucking golem syndrome when I've got to get rid of something yeah. out of the shed. I'm like, yeah. my precious. <laughs> yeah, like, you, I, you know, it might be like, I've got shit in that shed that just, you, a, a, a fucking. I don't know. Being a, a, a male, and I know I'm not the only one yeah. with this, you're like, could get rid of it, but fuck, as soon as I do, I'll probably need that. And I'm talking, it might be the prop for a boat roller on a boat trailer that I no longer own, but I'm like, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. That's some good quality gear right there. Of course like, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to someone it is, you know, like, yeah. and I appreciate what it is, but I might not need it right now, but someone would might want it. <laughs> yeah, like I was in my shed the other day and somebody's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like talking vertical output speed sensor for a 992 later. <laughs> they're like... They're like, you're not even on the fucking tools, you dickhead. Why the fuck have you got that? And I'm like, oh, mate, they're pretty hard. To, you know, that's you know, an expensive bit of kit. I know. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but are you going on the tools anytime soon? I was like, no, not that I'm aware of. And he's like, well, fuck it. What, are you going to just carry it for the next five years <laughs> and then maybe somebody might need it? I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, pretty much. That's the plan. I did exactly the same thing. You know those uh, – because I'm not – I'm not – I'm not – I'm not uh, – knowledgeable in any of this sort of stuff right so but you know how you got those on the on the on the machinery you got the automatic greasing systems yep yep i i, I scored a heap of it uh in, out of a locker i paid 60 bucks for it yeah, like, right. like the, the whole systems the automatic feeders the lines fucking hell the, yeah everything for 60 bucks <laughs> That's i know I, and like one of those big greasing system things like two and a half grand yeah they're not cheap man <laughs> yeah, i know and i'm like i had the same thing i held on it for ages i'm like this is all worth something and then i'm like who the fuck's gonna who's gonna buy it like i don't, I don't know anyone's yeah, gonna exactly buy it right. yeah, yeah until one of my mates mates like, he had some machinery or something out of property he said look you know fuck it, I, I could use all that and i said yeah look, just give me a carton of piss mate it's all yours yeah. <laughs> because like i you know i didn't know but it was good oh, shit and, and my problem is though, like i've had a few vindication moments yeah where, okay. like it's all worked out yeah, like okay. I carried around in my ute, like my field service ute, for five years a proximity switch. Yeah, okay, right. For yeah. an antiquated piece of shit, <laughs> and then like one day, like somebody was like went out to a customer, and they're like, "Oh fuck, you know this thing." Like sometimes parts are like ex Singapore yeah. or something because like everybody in the Bowen Basin decided to buy it. I'm like, "What's the part number?" Like that, and like, I walked over to mute. I was no like, way. I was like, no, no way. I was like, I walked over. I was like, I got one. They're like, what do you mean you fucking got one? I was like, oh, I've been carrying one around my ute for ages. <laughs> then I'm just like, 
vindication. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, never, was, I'm it, never throwing out shit. It was <laughs> fucking worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that, that was a the problem. Then I'm like, well, everything can be yeah, useful. That's exactly right. And, like, because I'd thrown a couple of things out yeah. once before and then, like, fucking three weeks later I needed it and I'm like, fuck. I remember one time, man, I was uh, – the old man bought me a, my first ever car. I was 14 years of age. It was a fucking – that's and Sunny, 1980 model, A12, little motor in it. And uh, yeah, 375 bucks to pay for it. And uh, it was like, gave me something to learn how to drive, how to use a manual. Because, you know, they all, they all, all they ever had was automatics. Well, and, it's funny you should say that because yeah. my sister's Brooks' first car was a Datsun Bluebird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. And uh, I, it was the same sort of thing. We, we, we had this old fellow that used to do all of our own private work. He was a builder. Yeah, and um, same thing. He, he would collect everything. Oh, yeah. Like he, he was such an old school builder. I'm pretty sure he helped build the, the old bridge. Like, you know, like that's, part, that's how old school he was, this fellow. Like he's been, yeah. he'd been around. He was retired at this point in, in his time. He was in his late 70s, early 80s. And like a lot of the stuff out, out here has all been hand-built by him. Yeah, right. Um, so we're sitting there and we uh what the one of the main wheels on the on that motor on the A12, we snapped it. We actually broke the the wheel itself trying to get it undone. And we didn't know that those A12s back in the day, they were like a great little motor. And a lot of the um cement trucks used to use them as a as a motor for turning the, the yeah, right. uh, thing. I who knew that? Anyway, so I'll yeah, I know the old builder. The old builder comes over. We couldn't find it, mate. Like, you know, it was even back then. Like the chances of finding a part for a Datsun Sunny, mm. you know, back then was rare as rock and all shit. Like they weren't at the wreckers by that time. They were all gone, and you know, mm. we didn't really know much about eBay. And anyway, the old builder comes walking over. He's like, "Oh, boys, uh, you have a bit of trouble there with the motor." He's like, "Yeah, we fucking snapped that bloody that that wheel on the on the motor." He's like, "Well, oh, yeah, the old A12, eh? Hey, would you?" She's, I think I've actually got one of those sitting in my front yard. <laughs> Out of all the places in the world. Li- literally went home, grabbed it, brought it back. It was the right one. Yeah, yeah. fuck. I don't know. How crazy is that, eh? Like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, just a thing. Like, I don't know. It's just funny hearing that, you know. Oh, it, it's so true, but because, like, how many old fellas that have yeah. got, like, hordes of shit? Shit, yeah. And like they, they've probably got two hundred and fifty thousand objects in that shed. <laughs> yeah. Chance of them ne- having the object you might need is high. Is high. But as soon as you ask them if you got one of these, they're like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it's that moment oh, for them no. where they're like, yeah. "I am needed." Yeah, I, yeah, and I'm wanted. Yeah, yeah. I'm wanted, needed, and I have all the bargaining power. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, God bless them. And uh, so, what do you do now for your spare time, mate? You. So the, the the things that always tick for me, yeah. Um, I love my fishing, mm-hmm. I love my camping, mm-hmm. I love me exploring, and I love me bikes. Yeah. Like I um basically I've always enjoyed being outside from when I was like a young kid fucking around at the beach. Yeah. I still enjoy that to this day. Yeah. I, I just love going and seeing cool shit. I yeah. love uh going Standing out in the sunshine and doing some stuff and enjoying it and yeah. just, you know, sharing that with people and, yeah, that's that's me. That's my happy place. Like, yeah. Um, whether it be just going down for a fish on the beach or going out in the tinny or, like, I'm a pretty avid crabber. I love going crabbing. Did notice that. Um, and camping and stuff. Like, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, that's that's me. That's my happy place. Like, um, you know, this this world is so big and vast and quick and, you know, so much shit happening. It's really nice to just get a bit of a factory reset and go to somewhere where it all just slows down. And quietens down. Quiet. You know, you, you, you know it's just you're there and you, you, yeah. you're just doing the, the, the thing that you want to do. Like you're not too interested in what's happening outside of that area. Like, you know, you, you go down crabbing, there's nothing happening in the Fitzroy River back where, no, you know, right. right up the back where I am. Like it's peace, quiet, you know. Yeah. I'm just there to go fishing. Yeah, of you course. Know, it, yeah. And, and like I was saying to you, earlier when i when i first rocked up on my bike like when i jump on the bike i can't carry tools or anything on it like when i'm on the bike i'm going to go do fun shit like i'm going to go do shit that you know uh, is just for me yeah like you know whether it's clearing the head and going for a cruise or getting a coffee or getting breakfast or all of those sorts of things or you know coming here to hang out with you or you know like when i jump on that thing i'm going to do cool shit you're doing you're doing fun shit yeah. you know and and i'm a fucking man child like like i said to you <laughs> yeah. i've ridden that bike well over a thousand times and yeah. i'll ride it for another thousand times and i still really enjoy the noise it makes when i pull the throttle all the way back to the yeah, to that's the stops mad. like it's just that whole thing of like you jump on something you feel a rumble you pull it to the fucking limit and you're like <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, but then, it, it, I, I, I know I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. I absolutely fiend it, eh? I oh. love it. Absolutely. That is my that is my downtime. That is my fun time. Oh, you know, it, I love it. It's just it, it, it's you can be you're alone with your thoughts in a scenario mm. that manifests positive yes. thoughts. Yes. You know, it's a it's a good scenario where you're allowed to decompress and reset and just like oh, i'm not too worried like oh, i'm a fucking rubbish fisherman compared to catching crabs like yeah fucking you know i think i'm the only cunt in australia who can't catch a fucking flathead on an alpha black slur like <laughs> fuck i tried <laughs> i'll get it one day i'll have, I'll have my moment yeah, you, you get the photo <laughs> but, but i'll get the photo and i'll be i'll be very happy yeah, bloody I, but um i think i'm just gonna have to yeah, put in the work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's actually a bloody brilliant idea doing the way they did it with those with those oh, yabbies. Yeah, how good! And like that, they like the action of them in the water is great. <laughs> like, really? yeah, yeah, like they look good and everything like that. And, I, and I'm, you know, I'm sure this sounds really but, convincing coming from somebody who hasn't caught <laughs> fuck all. But don't get me wrong, I'm, I've caught fuck all on every other lure I've oh, used yeah. too. I'm just, I just, I just fucking suck at it. Like, give oh. me, give me a bit of bait and give me, give me some live bait. I'm all right. I just. I don't have. I don't think I have the technique right or something. I need to learn how to do it properly. I I just grew up, but the first time actually, the first time I actually caught a fish on a on a lure was up at the Tiwi Islands, not just yeah. last month or whatever it was. I went up there for, for uh, oh, thing that was pretty pretty crazy. Oh, it'd be fucking sick. Like I got mates who would catch a barrow in a mud puddle. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's just it comes down to the the, it, the person. But the it's fisherman. also yeah. it, that's also like fishing in a, in a nutshell. Like yeah. you know, people only talk about the times that they. You know, caught they, the big yeah, fish. They the don't talk thing, about yeah. the days and days where they sat there and caught nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like golf. I'm going to tell you about when I drove this ball 300 metres. I'm yeah. not going to tell you about the layup on fucking hole four, am I? <laughs> yeah, that's like, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's just yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you want to uh, celebrate the good times. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I uh, on that, that passion of riding, mate, and like, you know, that was part of 
the reason where how you and I sort of made our contact man was with 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 what I sort of incorporated with the right arrest situation. Yeah, and like so for me that was sort of like a really really special moment for yeah. me. Yeah. It was it was so um for for those who don't know so how Brizey and I met yeah. was uh my brother-in-law had passed away from stage 4 esophageal cancer. Yeah. And um my sister had engaged uh, Brizey to uh, conduct the funeral service. Yes, that's right. And um, Steve loved his motorbikes. Like yeah. it, was, it was a very big part of his life and it was something that we bonded over. And um, the, the fact that you mm. had ride to rest yes, and you, it had just started to come up, it was just such this, this excellent um, – scenario like yeah. uh steve was able to go for a last yeah. ride and because it was the very first ride that i ever done yeah it and was, yeah. like it you know it, it was obviously a very it was, it was a sad time for us like he was, a, he, he was he, yeah. absolutely legend of a bloke and i fucking miss him every day yeah. but you can bring some positive outcomes out of every situation yes and for me like um, uh, yeah. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know, when 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 I um met up with Brizey, it was bucketing down rain, <laughs> it was and I mean down. fucking bucketing it down was rain, pissing down rain, mate. And uh, we were getting ready to ride from yeah. you know south side and Rockhampton to north side, and uh, you know I sort of rocked up, and Brizey's <laughs> obviously got you know some. Uh, you know, we're about to go do the the pilot yeah, necessarily. Yeah, that's right. yeah. You know, the 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 first first, first trip right. off, and yeah. you know, though he'd checked it uh, three, four, five hundred times, probably. Yeah, I knew in my head exactly what Brizey was thinking. If I have a coffin that lands in a roundabout <laughs> that comes off this bike. I'm going to be out of business overnight. Yeah, that's exactly right. And my comment to you was, I'm like the dude in the coffin would think it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, like, <laughs> let, let, let's let's not do that today. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's not worry about that one. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. like, it, for me, credit to you. Yeah. Oh, for me, though, uh, the last thing that Steve and I did together while yeah, he sure. was. Um, you know, fit and able. Yes, was ride motorbikes was together. It really? Okay, beautiful. And the last thing that we did together in total was ride motorbikes yeah. together. Yeah. Of so for me, it was just it was able to just have that that moment of uh, allowing him to sort of transition into the next part of you know uh, life. Where, where we go. Yeah. Where where we go. The next part yeah. of life, and uh, to be able to share that in a special way really was it was good. beautiful and it looked you know what at the same time it was like really somber and everything at the same time like it was really personal man like you know there's these things where i've and like you know since then obviously i've done quite a few rides yeah. um and you get these massive big cortages of bikes and everything come through and we go and do the we'll go and do the service and it's really beautiful in a sense as well but it was more it felt like there was something really special about it, mate. And this is why it really set in really set in the memory books for me was because yeah, it was pissing down, right? Like it was fucking pissing, and like we like the crotch got wet. The fucking yeah, I was fucking <laughs> yeah, soaked yeah. to touch. I remember walking down, you know, you go, 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I the, the, the thing I was happiest that I did is I threw a second pair of shoes. That was very smart. Um, in the car yeah. to grab when I got there. But the point I was trying to make was like when it was just like you, me and Steve. Yeah. And just the three of us going for that ride to to his final resting place. It was something really special about it, mate. And, you know, they say in the sense that, that you know, when it's pissing down rain, that's a sign that the heavens are opening up. Yeah. You know, I felt something about that. And that's that's the point I was trying to make. For for me, though, like, um, I really didn't pay attention to the fact that it was raining at all, eh? Like, no, I didn't. It was, was yeah. sort of like, you know, like, I knew it was raining on the way over. I really yeah, yeah. noticed it then. But, like, in that moment, it wouldn't have mattered if it was fucking hailing. Like, yeah. it, I was still able to enjoy the moment yeah. i was able to sort of um express my own emotion in that moment yeah. because uh like as a male yes and as so i'm one of six but i'm i've got five sisters yeah so i'm i'm the oldest male aside from my father yeah, in sure. my direct family yes so the, it, it's not an obligation it's nothing like that but you do have a sense of Needing to feel like the the stable part, you know, people are going to break down. It's a hard moment for the family. You know, you want to be the shoulder to cry on. You want to be the the strong, stable aspect in their life yeah. at that moment. Yes, and it gave me the ability to decompress a bit yes. before I got there. I was I was able to mentally prepare myself. Sure, to, yeah, to watch course. me mate go through yeah, that. Of course, and like, yeah. there was still tough moments. Oh, and like, of course. I don't care how fucking big and ugly you are. Like that sort of moment sucks. Yeah, it does, mate. Yeah, but it it gave me an opportunity to at least pull my shit together for a bit. Yeah, and fucking be there for my yeah. sister and my family, and you know my niece, so Steve's daughter, yeah. and you know like I I, I don't. I, to be honest with you, and it might sound horrible, there's a, a lot of conversations that I had that day that I I, I won't remember because, of course. you know, you, 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 you've obviously got there's a so whole lot going, going on in the brain box. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I, I feel like it really helped me able to process it's funny. It's funny that you say that because, you know, like even when my own – when my own brother passed away, I you know, I took him on a ride. I took him on the ride to the funeral. Yeah. And um, I don't remember much about the funeral at all. I can't. Yeah. I can't even. I couldn't even recall. I couldn't even recall um, what I said because I did his eulogy and everything like that. Mm. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you unless I had to read it again. But the part that I had the the most freedom or the most time that I got to actually reflect on everything was when I was actually doing that ride. Yeah. You know, and being there. That yeah. was probably the most important part for me. And, and I, I I agree with you. Yeah. Like it, it's a, it, it, was, it was a good thing. Yeah. And and honestly, um, the like. For someone like yourself, you've obviously done this yeah. a lot. But uh, uh, from an outsider looking in, yeah. the fact that you're able to give a moment like that, you know, a few moments like that, you've yeah. done thousands of funerals, you've yeah. been able to give thousands of moments like that, that's something pretty special Yeah, cheers, in, mate. you know, potentially the worst time in somebody's life. Yeah. No, so, thanks, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very, you know, to, to – Bring some positives out of a funeral is very few and far between, isn't it? Like, it is, it is. And I, I'm grateful at the fact that I can pull some poli- yeah. positives out of it. You know, like uh, <laughs> so it, during Steve's funeral, yeah. uh, his best mate had to read out what Steve had said <laughs> and it was Steve's favourite saying. Now uh, Steve knows that we're all going to be very upset but he says if we all pull together, we'll come together. <laughs> And watching like my seventy-five-year-old auntie in the front row of the 
um, <laughs> funeral home just about fucking die was worth it. Like it was just oh, that moment, that moment of just yeah. switch because like Steve was a bit of a comedian. But yeah. just the look of like she heard it and then she realised <laughs> what the fuck had just been said and it was just fuck oh. it was classic. Oh, that's brilliant. And uh, I was just like, yeah, that's that's good. But you know what? It's those it's those moments that people will cherish and remember forever. Oh, and look, it, it that's you know? something that I remember. I yeah. remember the very good parts of that day. I, I of remember some bad ones well, as well. Oh, but, of course, yeah. But, but you know, it, they're the ones that you can take away and remember forever in a, in a good sense, and and a laugh and and carry yeah. and continue to you know uh, share that person's legacy in a in a special way, you know, in a positive way. I'm I'm glad that uh, you know I can talk about uh, something like a funeral yeah. and still have a bit of, you know, I can still let people know what the kind of guy he was. Yes, of course. And the fact that he managed to make people laugh at his funeral is a fucking hard feat. Of course it is. A hundred percent The man said to fucking me, don't know if I should say it out loud. I might get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but the, the man actually said to me, sister, would you like me set you set you up with Tinder so that you've got a date to the funeral? Like he he's <laughs> like he was a fucking like all he wanted in life was to make people laugh, oh, enjoy themselves, champion. all that sort of what stuff. What a champion. And she's uh, obviously sat there and she's like, what? no. <laughs> she's like, no, I don't. But like, uh, what a champion. Yeah, all he's trying to do is get a fucking rise uh, out yeah, of her. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, what a champion. Like a fucking, yeah. Oh, mate. You know, and look, you know, I, I look. I, I'm sorry I had to bring that up, but you know, like no. it's just, it's, it's just. I just wanted to, because it was something that I brought up with the, uh, with Tommy and Cam on the show. I, I had to, you know, because the point, the point was, you know, like um, a lot of times when I deal with people over the years, you know, the, and and too right, like I'm not the kind of person that they want to see regularly, and <laughs> that's fair enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> in a in a biz, in a in a professional yeah, sense. If, you, if, you, if, 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 <laughs> if we're hiring you, yeah. things haven't quite gone, gone as well way. as we hoped. That's exactly right. So from a professional sense, people don't want to see me too often, and that's completely understandable. So when it's nice to say when someone says to you, "Hey, look, you know, next time I see you, I hope I catch up with you for a beer." And you said that to me yourself, <laughs> and and then we had that opportunity at the show to catch up and actually have a beer. And you yeah. brought me over a beer, so and <laughs> like to me once again, like you know, a high point out of that funeral is like you know we've been able to become mates, and, of course, you know, hundred percent, share a bit of share a bit of um, laughs together and all that yeah. sort of stuff, and that, and that's why it's good. And like it, it it's like I've <laughs> this is. So as as bad as it sounds, uh, I've actually been to three funerals of yours, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah. each and every one of them has been, you know, fantastic. And yeah. you know, the families still talk about it, and it, it, it's just been such this uh, this, this special day when everything's, yeah. you know, it, it it's a sorry day, but it, it, it's you've been able to make it a point of discussion where it was like, oh, how good was that day? Like that's that's something very important. And um, I totally agree with you 100%. Like, and that's the way that I sort of want to approach it for people, give people yeah, that opportunity it, to have it, that experience that way. It, and it really is good. And like I hope you know that um, with all of my cooking, when you go to cremate me, I'm going to be swollen up like a scrub tick, mate. Like, <laughs> well, someone, someone put in the trendsetters group, and I've heard this one before, but just make sure you don't eat a heap of 
popcorn. <laughs> kernels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure there's a heap of butter in there too, but please. Ooh, yeah. that wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't I was more bad. thinking about doing like the tobacco duck and like I'll just see if I can. <laughs> I'll just see if I can eat like a whole fuckload of like garlic, butter, yeah. and bacon. Yeah. So that when you start when you start firing off, you can sit there and go like, fucking something smells did, good. Did he literally base himself? Yeah, and then you can look at the fucking mirror and go, get fucked. No like, way. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, mate. Uh, it's been a, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on, brother. I really appreciate it, mate. It's been it. Geez, I tell you what, you can bring a good laugh. <laughs> oh, mate, I, 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 you know? like I said, I was pretty excited to catch yeah. up with you for a yarn. No, I appreciate and it, like, mate. I can fucking talk the back legs off a donkey. Like <laughs> I, I know that. But, no, yeah, it's, but it's always refreshing, mate. It's fantastic. Uh, oh, do you like the hats? I love the fucking hats, yeah. mate. Oh, geez, like mate, I said, yeah. I, like the, the other hat I was wearing, you actually handed me at the live show. She's yeah, a bit busted up. Yeah. So I was pretty uh, excited. Give you a fresh you. one, yeah. yeah. No, shout out to Knuckles from CTC. Yeah, absolutely. Another legend of a bloke. Yeah, but yeah, sponsor of the podcast. He, uh, d- We did a collab there with the Ride to Rest and CTC. Um, I like that. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, because yeah. um, we actually got a – so going to that, like, new material. Yeah. So we, we – Bought quite a few hats off Knuckles for work. Yeah, and um, like it was quite funny to me because I did, I didn't actually know why he changed the material. I just uh, had two different hats. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, and I'm sitting there on the bar thinking I've made this like great discovery because I'm like, oh, there's no sweat stains on that new hat. Like, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, oh, that's 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 really cool. I'm like, fuck, you know, like the old one looks a bit rough, and you put it in the dishwasher and wash her up, and then like the new one's looking good. And then I felt like the dumbest cunt that God ever shuffled guts into when I saw his video saying, yeah, it's a new waterproof material so that you don't show sweat stains. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, just humbled myself. And I'm like, oh, right, I'll just sit yeah, down. Sh- <coughs> I won't say that. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm not fucking Captain Cook. I didn't discover shit. <laughs> Turns no. out that the product was just as advertised. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but they're, 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 they're a good job, They're a good eh? fit and lead. Yeah. i got a... Fucking large melon on me. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, and like I said to you, like how I always know that a hat's good is if I get three clicks at the back, <laughs> then I know she's a good fitting hat. So when I leave it on the dash for six months or whatever it is, it still might fit. Yeah, like uh, I've, I've I've been given some hats and stuff in the past, and it's real yeah. embarrassing because I got to put it on my fucking head and I can't clip the back of it up. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> but I have not. I, had, I have not had that problem since. No, that's but. good. I know, but the funny thing is, I know exactly that feeling because I'm. I'm exactly. I'm a two button guy myself too. Oh yeah, so. I'm, I'm. I'm just waiting for the day. Like I might have the mud flap at the moment. I'm waiting for the, when the old Anzac biggie grows a bit up the top. I might have to, you know, buy some some full fabric hats rather than the trucker's hat. But yeah, we're, we're holding on strong we're for now. You, uh, we're holding on strong. I'm going a bit thin. I'm a bit long in the tooth these days, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad I'm tall because, you know, there's only a small demographic of people who can see it. <laughs> That's like, a good fucking, point. Oh, one of the boys, yeah, he said to me, he's like, hey, you're going fucking bald, are you? And I'm like, and only you would fucking know too. I'm like, he's, six, he's six foot five. Yeah. He could hunt ducks with a rake, mate. Like I he's think- fucking tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it only applies to people taller than six foot, th- you know, six foot two, yeah, six foot three. Yeah. Like that, you're the only ones who know. Yeah, that's fair enough. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, mate. Hey, uh, usually what I do to top off the afternoon, we usually do a Don Julio shot. Did you want one, or you're right? Yeah, I'll give one a go. I've never tried Don Julio. I'm, uh... Well, I've been calling it Don Julio the whole time, but I've had people on the people on Instagram. They constantly going, "It's fucking Don Julio." Yeah, well, as you can tell, I'm not much of a cultured townie cunt, but um, I'll, I'll give her a whirl. I'll give her a whirl. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. 
I, I had a I had a mate on before who has a uh, the last episode who has a um, window cleaning business, and I said this is probably just a bit more an expensive Windex. So, <laughs> so, so it might be, mate. See what you think. Um, it. Uh, so she's a bit of a mix between, to quote Rodney Roode, a bad claret and unleaded petrol. <laughs> fucking spot on. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, brother. Mate. Cheers. Here we go. That is a that is as rough as a half shaved pussy. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking shit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, if, if, if anybody's curious, I'm a bit of a weak gutted dog when it comes oh. to drinking straight spirits. But... Oh, well, that's you and me both. But, but um, and the thing is, like I said, you know what? With you, t- I'm like 26 episodes in and still haven't got any better. <laughs> it's all right, mate. There'll be plenty of hairs on that chest by the time you got through that bottle, mate. Fuck, I tell you Fuck. what. Yeah, hairs or scars or something. Yeah. But, Ooh. um, Mate, uh, thank you so much once again for coming on. I really appreciate it, mate. Oh. It, it, fucking brilliant. I, and um, I definitely will have you back on again ASAP, brother. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Like I said, oh, man, I was excited to do it. Oh, like, no, you, that's you know, awesome, mate. I'm glad that we've become mates out of such a, yeah. you know, a, you know, I'm not going to say bad scenario because it no. was a celebration of life. Like, was, I, yeah. You know, we, we wanted that to be a big good day of course, for him. yeah. And uh, I'm just glad that, you know, uh, Steve was able to connect us. Yes, and um, you know we've we've been and able to come mates from yeah, it. So course, like, appreciate yeah, uh, appreciate you having me on, man. No, like, no, thank you so yeah. much, mate. I really do. I, it's it's a pleasure. And like I said, you know, great to spin a yarn too, and okay. uh, great to have a chat with. Um, yeah, so you know, and just on that note, like I just wanted to also just reach out to everyone who you know this last this last couple of days have been yeah. fucking crazy, mate. Like it's oh. um, you know, I just I'm just grateful for everyone that's uh, supported the show you know giving us a like and a follow and a download and yeah. all the love that's been shown it's been phenomenal I'm, I'm just absolutely gobsmacked and just i'm like i'm still pinching myself it's been fantastic so just thank you so much to everyone much love to you all it's it's Normal and it's just giving me a good fucking kick up the dot to keep one. Mate, that hustler's mentality will keep you going. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. At ADHD Hyper Focus. Yeah. Nah, doing uh, good things, man. Nah, so thanks, I, 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 I just can't it. wait for the rest of it. Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone. And uh, we'll be in touch soon, eh? Yeah, thanks awesome. for letting me pepper your ears, guys. I, yeah. I fucking know I talk a lot. Nah, it's great. <laughs> Cheers, brother. <laughs> thank you. See ya.